Evening everyone, Monday night preview where we will get all your opinions, predictions and everything else in between uh, from the, for the game uh, tomorrow night away at Ewood Park against Blackburn Rovers. Tasty, tasty encounter. Um, as always, I'll be joined by my esteemed colleague, Super Danny Iron, young man Dino still on the bed and also Golden Pages is Tom Wicks. Evening boys. Evening. Evening. Um, just remember, we are proud in, uh, to be in association with the Watford Football Club, uh, former players club fronted by Luther Blissett and Pricey. Head on over to facebook.com forward slash TaylorMade Players. Big shout out to Sam Ellis. Happy birthday, Watford legend. And also a certain number seven, TMA superstar DJ Nigel Callan, um, who I believe is... Uh, Hitting a, a big O, but I'll let you. I'll let him to um, tell you what O that is. Um, I'm not going to shout that out. Um, <laughs> I'll say. I'll say you don't really want to say a lady's age, so he'll probably kill me for that. Um, but happy birthday, Callie and Sam. Um, hope you guys had a great day. Right. Okay. Let's get straight on to it. So yeah, like I said, we've um, talk about the game tomorrow night. We've had a games break. Uh, Danny, mate, um, is it? Do you think it's beneficial? Um, and yeah, you're going up as well, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, got to start work early. So, stand work six tomorrow, leaving at 12 to get the coach from Milton Keynes, quarter to one. But it's what you do when you follow your team through thick and thin. You, you make all these sacrifices, but it's got to be done. Um, but, yeah, um, in regards to how it, how we could be, I think I think we, it, it kind, of, it's kind of works in our favour a little bit. Think about it, you know, because... Sam may or may not have been fit for uh, the Reading game because obviously he didn't play against Rotherham and then looks like we've got Ngakis in the squad so you know that could that could be good so it, it's kind of kind of been a blessing in a way think about it for Watford um, obviously you you want you want to play games of course you do but it, it could be a blessing but you know if we go and get three points tomorrow then it, it's like okay yeah that, that game's kind of work because you know I'd imagine that because they didn't play, they would have been in training. I'd imagine. I don't know unless they give them a day off. But if they were in training, you know, it's, extra, it's an extra day to work on things that obviously you can't work on in the match. So, but you know, again, it's another game we've got to look forward to, and it's another game we've got to take three points from. Yeah, Dino, mate, go on. Yeah, yeah, Danny's right, but you know, it is a blessing, kind of. We get a good rest. It's. I just want to see a performance because, like I said, I said at the beginning, you know, I've said it before, we haven't actually dominated a team yet this season. We haven't dominated the ball. We haven't dominated midfield. You know, uh, draw's all right, but we have got to start winning games again. You know, we have drawn four and won three. I know it's a better record than Blackburn. They've lost, they've lost four, haven't they, now? So... But yeah, it's it's the start. I don't want another. I don't want a third game in a row where we've conceded after five minutes. We've got to cut this out. You know, it's it's very obvious when they go down the line, they're going to put a cross in. So we've got to sort that out. You know, Blackburn are going to be quick starters at home. Every team is. We've just got to settle down. You know, I really want us. I really want us to see us dominate a game for once. You know, it's about time now. He's he's got us in winning ways. We don't lose many games, but. Yeah, we've we've got to dominate a game. We've got to beat a team. Blackburn are going to be one. It's going to be one hell of a tough game coming back. But all these games are tough. You know, Danny said it. I've said it. Every game in the championship, no one gives you three points. But yeah, I just want a performance tomorrow. A win and a performance. That's all I want. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, agree with the other with the with the boys there. I think um, we need we need to see we need to get this win. We need to get this this. 
away win first of the season, get this monkey off our back, really. Um, it's a big opportunity, I think, for, for some of the players. We, we're starting to see the, the first 11 take shape a little bit. Um, and there's this talk of Ngakia being back. I know that the, the predicted lineups will be spoken about later, but um, Ngakia will be involved, hopefully Davis as well. Um, and there'll be a few on the fringes, perhaps Gaspar or or Sema even. Um, they'll, they'll get an opportunity. So, we, we yeah, we, we we need a performance, and I think we yeah we desperately need that win to to get us started. And I've I've really got the feeling that once we do get that get that away win, it could be the start of a bit of a run. I know we've got some uh, got some tough fixtures coming up, but um, we're getting players back fitter. Um, and yeah, I, I see it, see as though it could be a bit of a platform tomorrow night to to build up to um, to a, a bit of a run, a bit of a purple patch. And um, you know, we've got I think Sunderland at the weekend um, at home. That's a winnable game. Um, yeah, I think we've got quite a good record against Blackburn in recent years, if, if memory serves. Um, they're not a particularly they're, they're they're a bit hot and cold at the moment as well. I think they've lost their last two at home. Um, to I believe it was Bristol City and Stoke, so they're not losing, they're not getting beaten against the big sides. So it's a big opportunity tomorrow night, and uh, yes, yeah, one we just got to grab. What do you think, Pidge? Yeah, I completely agree, mate. And um, just shout out to Ben Ayton uh, from Voices of the Vic, um, and also M Price Price, his missus as well. Um, Elliot says evening. Um, he's also said two nil, but yeah. Look, I, Diaz actually go to, Diaz didn't go to Everton in the end, did he? As well, Ben Brewer and Diaz. So he's one player that can certainly change the game and turn it on its head for them because it, uh, he's a proven goal scorer at, the, at this level. So that's certainly one we need to um, watch out for. But I really I agree with what you guys are saying, and especially with Dina, we got to we got to take this game by the scruff of the neck and start start games well because we've really given teams a head start in recent games not necessarily the goals but certainly in possession and giving ourselves a mountain and a climb so we need to start I mean this is I'm just stating obviously this is not some revolutionary thing I've just cooked up and looked at you know we all know this we need to start we need to start on the front foot we take the game to the opposition and we need to go go two or three goals up I know it's not these wishful thinking but we need to start finishing games off especially um, the tight ones you know because you know that you know these teams are going to treat us like a cup final all the promoted all the sorry, all the relegated sides are going to be looked at as major scalps this season and we're now certainly no different especially with our forward line that we've potentially got or we actually have got um teams like blackburn are going to see us as as a you know as a, a big big game and certainly that's no different tomorrow but yeah elliot's hit the nail on the head with his prediction i think the two nils uh yeah, very, very good. And Michael said, "How many points will we get in the next two games?" We'll come to that in a minute, mate. Um, I've got the, I've got the lineup. Hang on, let's get rid of that. So I've got Tom's um, lovely, lovely mug in the roof thing. There you go. Um, right. So, Danny, mate. Um, what do you, what do you reckon of that? I'll get obviously Dean and Tom. I'll throw you, throw you some of that. But you said there's not much of a change. But you did have a change at the back, though, Danny, didn't you? Yeah. Um... If Kafka's fit, I think Kafka plays. I think you saw against uh, QPR, he dropped, he dropped Kafka. You saw, you saw we missed him. You know, Kafka keeps saying this every week on the podcast. Kafka is not, you know, te technically he's not our best defender, but in terms of reliability, no. in terms of reliability, he is our best defender. You know what you get from Kafka. 
yes, he's not the most flashy. He's your typical British defender, getting the ball, just doing doing what he's supposed to do is to defend and you know tackle and get rid of the ball. And out, out of him and Cabaselli, you pick you pick Kafka all day. And I think Sirialta, I think it's done it's it's done him done him the good probably to have a rest against Rotherham because he started to be a bit shaky in recent weeks. So maybe mm. that that game that game's done him good to have a break. But now you now you bring him back in, and I think at the moment. Horse, Sirialta and Kafka is probably our strongest back three at the moment. I don't know whether the lads agree, but that's probably our strongest back three. Horse, Sirialta, Kafka. And then obviously, it's uh, I've read uh, team news, Kaf- um, not Kafka, Kamara, sorry, is a doubt because obviously he came off against Ron with a knock. So, and Seb, Seb, we don't know if Semmer's going to play yet, but obviously if Kamara doesn't play, then obviously Semmer, Semmer comes in and then hopefully Ngakia, you know, Gaffy comes on the right wing back, in and you know you've got then you've got a left wing back and a right wing back, both left and right footed, which is ideal. And then Bayo or Davis, you have to pick Davis. I think yes, Bayo has been sort of you know he scored in the last couple of games, but I think Davis was on the pitch for half an hour or so against Rotherham, and he, he you know he, he looked he looked the real deal. I'm sorry, he really did. He looked, he looked like every time he had the boy, he was going to create something. So yeah, apart from that, it's it's near enough uh, what I'd go for. But yeah, Kafka and obviously Davis are the players who I'd pick. But everything else is all good. Do you know, mate? Any any changes? Anything? You know, would you agree with Danny, or do you think this? Um, but yeah, Bio or Davis, and I'll get Tom to say that. Uh, see if we get Tom to answer that. But who, who would you start up front? Um. I don't want to pick on Bayou, you know, like Danny said, he, you know, be can be kind of harsh, you know, I'm still not completely convinced with him yet, I know that's harsh, he's got two in two, I just think Davis looks a lot more powerful and he looks like he can hold the ball up a lot more better than Bayou, I might be wrong, but like Danny said, he looks, a, uh, you know, he looked electric, he looked lively and it's about time he started, I think it could be the, you know, sort of thing we need to jump start this team again you know with Pedro and Sarr he's going to get a lot of you know a lot of good balls in there you know and and Semo would always start for me at this you know we've all said it this is his level and Semo you you know I think he always says got to start because he he always puts in a good shift ahead of everyone else to be fair him and Pedro would be the first two on my list um as for the back I'm a big fan of cabs I find it hard to drop him but I think Danny is right. With Guthcart, you've got to have a bit of experience there, and he's definitely an experienced player at this level and Premier League. You know, you could put him in the centre there of Serrata and put Serrata out Cab's side. So, mm. now, besides that, that's a, you know, that's a pretty good team. That's good enough to beat anyone at this level, any team. Yeah, Tom, um, Greg's saying Cathcart, um, Cathcart for Cabs, in my opinion. Cathcart, steady Eddie, uh, 7 to 10 every week. And also a big decision, um, this is from Lee Cusack. He says, big decision um, for Rob Edwards, but Davis starts above bio. Would you reckon, mate? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, Cabaselli on the right for, um, uh, sorry, going out for Cathcart. Big fan of Cathcart. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've had a bit of a monologue about him before, but um, yeah, he fits in perfectly there. Um, I, I think if everyone's fit, um, or anyone, everyone expected to be fit is fit, then yeah, you probably go with Davis up top for Bio. My concern is both for Ngakia and for Davis, they've not played a lot of football. I know Davis is building up after after illness, and I think he was in sort of full training before he was before he had his illness. Um, 
I don't know whether it's going to come too soon for both of them. They'll both almost certainly be involved in the, the squad last um, tomorrow night, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ngakia plays a lesser role and Gaspar perhaps comes in on the right to start and then he, he sort of eases Ngakia in. I don't, I don't, I don't know. We, obviously, we don't know how much fitness they both got and whether you know the extra few days of have allowed them a bit more time to, to get prepared. Um, hopefully, that is the starting lineup. I'd be very happy with that. As I said, apart from uh, uh, apart from Cavaselli, I'd have uh, Cathcart in. And it, it, I think the the Bayo against versus Davis debate. They they both bring bring very different things. You know, I went to Rotherham the other week, and uh, Davis's cameo was was superb. He was he held on to everything, and he's going to be vital to to thread in. You know, the the midfield and Pedro and Saar when uh, you know when when he gets fit and everyone kind of gets going because he the, the ball just stuck. And I, I think I said it on the, the Voices of the Vic podcast last week. We we haven't seen a player like him since probably. Darius Henderson, where he's so strong and you can just rely on him to, you know, play the ball up to him and look for the, the ball off him. Um, whereas Bayo is probably better in the air. And I think Blackburn are a bit weak on set pieces. So again, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Bayo starts and, and Davis comes on. But um, yeah, I think that's that's got to be the, the preferred lineup for me. Just on your um, your Davis, your, just on your Davis comment. I mean, I was there at Rotherham, and I totally agree with what you said. The ball just stuck to his feet, and it was. I, I totally agree. Like it was, it's a striker we haven't had for a very long time. Yes, he was only on the pitch for half an hour, but you can already see what he's going to bring to us. And you saw, you saw when he played for Forest last season. You know, Forest fans absolutely loved him. They wanted him back this summer. They were good. They didn't get him because you know I saw a few Forest games. I can remember the the uh, when they beat or. I think it was it they beat Leicester in the FA Cup, or and then they almost, you know, they just just lost to Arsenal. I think Davis was brilliant. You know that that's the kind of striker he is. You know, when he when he's on it, and clear, clearly he's, he's you know he's going to be a threat when he's on it. So we just need to get him fit. But obviously you have to be careful. You know he's had a short preseason, but once he gets fit, I, I think he's going to score. He's going to score a lot of goals. For he's going to be he's going to be a threat as for sure. And defenders are clearly because you know when when he was when he was on the ball, Rotherham I know it's Rotherham they were just backing off, backing off because they were just scared of him. You know once he, I think once he once he finds his feet, he's going to be an absolute asset to us. And you know if if Davis is fit. Yes, Bayo's been, you know, he's done all right the last few games. But if Davis is fit, Davis plays for me. Simple. Yeah, yeah. If he's if Davis is fit, then yeah, hundred percent. I would, I would start my head of Bayo. I think the, the uh, Bayo was uh, Bayo or Bayo, one of the two. But because he scored two and two, and he, you know, he took his chance really well. That's the reason why there's sort of a fifty-fifty swing with myself with not dropping him because if you drop him someone will go well why are you dropping him he scored two in two if you don't if you bring him in someone said well, well look Davis should be playing in there which a fit Davis out of the two I'd hundred hundred percent put Davis up front like you said like you and Tom said you know he's a big target man he's someone we've been waiting for ages to get um similar to the Deeney mold where he's a target man you can get him up you know you get the ball up there and Deeney you know a few years ago would have not exactly pace, but you have that little bit more speed to sort of, you know, um, get in those positions where he's um, more likely to score as well. Okay, the last two or three, uh, last season or two was very, very lacking, and we know that, you know, we'll probably put that down to age, but 
you know, Forrest missed the trick not getting the right back back on loan from Spurs and they, and Davis as well. Like you said, you know, why didn't they get Davis back? He was that good, and I honestly believe he is that good. Um, so some uh, someone's loss is um, another man, another um, I'll say another man's game, but certainly another team's game in our um, sense. So uh, we can get him in um, house fit, then yeah, to. Fantastic additions, mate. Certainly, and um, yeah, Thank I think how to <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, they're not exactly doing brilliantly at the moment, are they? So, because no, like, my, my boss at work, he's he goes Villa home and away, and I, you know, I was chatting to him all summer. I was like, oh, when we were linked with, um, you know, the two, and then we ended up signing him. I was like, what do you think of him? And he was like, well, if it was down to him, you know, he, he, he Davis would be playing for him, and also, also Horse as well, because. Uh, he prefers Hawes over Tyrone Mings. So, I mean, that just, you know, because Hawes was, um, you know, he, he was playing, he was playing, you know, quite a lot last season. It's sort of, I think he might, did he get injured, I think, last season? Yeah. He, sort of, he was in the side, he got injured and he couldn't get back in. So, I think, um, it, it's in, in terms of championship players, I think they're a massive coup for us, you know. You know, Davies, he's not played an, an awful lot of Prem games, but he's played a handful. But Courtney Hawes, he's, he's, you know, Courtney always played, a, you know, a fair few Prem games, and they're, they're more than capable of, you know, being a big asset to us. And hopefully, they'll fire us to promotion, and then we'll, then we'll have to. Uh, I think we'll have to uh, give Aston Villa a few medals for, you know, saying thank you for your for your two players. <laughs> to be honest, mate, I would have signed them last season if we had the chance, especially yeah. Halls. I'd st- um, definitely um, signed them. Um, I think yeah, we were linked we, with him. We were, linked, we? we were linked with him. In- we were linked with, we with Hawes in January, weren't we? But then obviously we went with uh, Samir instead. So I'm, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that the uh, the owners obviously were, kept him in mind and signed him because he's you know it, it's more you know we've got that balance now on the left hand side because you know we sold Samir we didn't have the the left sided defender and when you play a three at the back you need you need that left sided left sided centre half purely for balance and now we've got that as well as you know Hawes is actually a very good defender so which always helps. Mm, exactly. And Greg, evening. Greg, he says, uh, Cathcart for cabs, in my opinion. Yeah, we've got that one there. Uh, if Davis is fully fit, he's in. He's totally quality. Bio, lovely um, option to have off the bench. This is, um, uh, mm, I'd say Deeney was very strong in it. So, so Jed Spence, yeah, cheers, mate. That was the one I was looking for. Yeah, Jed Spence, he's, uh, yeah, he, apparently he was looking to um, be loaned out for the season. So uh, a lot of people, including myself, said, well, that would have been a decent option for us. But as far as we can, as far as we know, I think from Lord Leventhal, from um, from what he's been writing, I think the um, Observer written a little piece as well. We're saying that the that um, Bob was very happy with his right right back options or right wing back options obviously when Gaspar came in as well and he was satisfied they w- they did make inquiries um about the it was it the united lad who um went to QPR and uh, they did make an inquiry that's it that's the one mate and um but there wasn't much in after because Rob was happy with what he had so we got a back obviously got back Rob's happy, you got to trust him. So it, 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 it seems like he, it, it, I don't know if it's true or not, but it sounds like when Ngakia's fit, Ngakia will be the first choice one wing back. But again, he's just he's just going to have to get him fit first. You know, I've, I've always been a quite a big fan of Ngakia, but for some reason, it's not he's not had a run of games. You know, I think, I think when we had Kika, I think you, you, you would prefer Kika. I think out of the two, he's probably better. But obviously now Kiko's gone. When Ngaki gets fit, I would I would like to say Ngaki would be the first choice right back. But again, we've just got to get him fit. But obviously, be careful as well with him. Yeah, definitely, mate. Okay, so um, I've got your lineup ready, mate. You um, ready for your uh, 
little, a little yeah. section of the thing. One to eleven of, of players, or well, there's ten of them played for both clubs. I'll go on to the, the other one, you know, when I come to it. But obviously, in goal, he didn't actually play for Blackburn, but in the 0506 season, we sent Richard Lee online to Blackburn. I think he was just there as like a third choice keeper. But obviously, as you know, come through the Watford Youth Academy, played 100, 110 games for Watford. So obviously he made a lot of a lot of appearances for Watford, and obviously his other club was Brentford. But again, he he did he was contracted to Blackburn on loan, but didn't actually play a game. But you know we'll count that because he was he was in their squad. So left back, he played left back a lot in his career. Tommy Open, he had a very short career. You know, had to retire early due to injury, which is very sad because I actually really liked Tommy Open. I thought he was uh, I thought he was going to be. You know, future Watford captain, but then you know injuries just blighted him. So he uh, fifty-eight games Watford, two goals, and then he went on loan to Blackburn. Come what season it was, I think it was like sixteen, seventeen, or something like that. Sixteen games, one goal for Blackburn. Uh, Lucas Neal, don't know if anybody remember him for Watford. <laughs> one game for Watford. Oh blimey! Don't remember him, <laughs> Lucas Neal. So yeah, he played one game for Watford. I think it was against Doncaster or something like that. I can't remember. I can't remember. Played one game. I think he come on the pitch for like the last ten minutes. Never saw him again. But obviously he's a bit of a legend around Blackburn. Two hundred and twenty-six games for Blackburn. Australian international. And eight. Uh, yes, two hundred twenty-six games. Eight goals. Is that's all right for centre half. Not too bad. Uh, Martin Taylor, no nonsense defender. Come through the Blackburn Youth Academy. So obviously he's a Blackburn boy. Uh, 118 games, five goals, and then 95 games for Watford, 10 goals, which is, again, for a centre-back, it's not, not to be snipped at. And this one, right-back, controversial, because he didn't actually play for Watford, but I couldn't think of anyone else. So, Billy McKinley's in there, all right? I think he played in defence. I might be wrong, but I think he played in defence. I've had to put him in. Play for Blackburn, 90... He might have come for Youth Academy, I'm not sure, but 97 games, four goals, and obviously he managed Watford... 14-50 season. What was it? Two, three games. And then he got a sack. Never saw him again. I had to get him in. Uh, Tim Sherwood. Uh, what for boy, isn't he? He's a half a chill lad. Uh, and he made a handful of handful of games for Watford. Not too many games, but, you know, he did play for Watford. Uh, yeah, it says he had three, but I think that's probably wrong. But, uh, Blackburn. Obviously, he won the Premier League. I think this is probably where he had his heyday. 266 games at Blackburn, 26 goals. That's not too bad. Lee Williamson. Uh, so, yeah, so he was at Watford and Blackburn. Watford and he sold him to Blackburn. So, 78 games at Watford, five goals. And then Blackburn, 89 games, but didn't score. So, not too, not too, uh, not too good on that front. Keith Andrews, uh, obviously we signed him, started the 14-15 season. He was, he was um, if you can remember, he was in, in the side and then all of a sudden I think he fell out with whatever manager and then, didn't, then we signed him, we didn't see him again. So, 11 games, one goal for Watford and then Blackburn, 76 games, five goals. Uh, Lee Richardson, this was, I had to look up for this one, I literally had to Google players that played for Watford and Blackburn and this is I've, I didn't know this person but he only played a handful of games for Watford two games 
for Blackburn, he only played two games as well, so both clubs didn't really make a massive impact, to say the least. Josh King, obviously we all know that Watford last season, uh, season five goals, including well three of them was in one game, so that kind of says all you need to know about his other games. Uh, Blackburn, seventy-two games, eight goals. Uh, Danny Graham, super Danny Graham, I thought was a fantastic player for Watford. Two years we had him was brilliant. I mean, this is some record, actually. 98 games for Watford, 41 goals. That is a very, very good record, if I must say so. Uh, Blackburn, 191 games, 57 goals. And that's your 1-11 to of, you know, played for both Watford and Blackburn. Oh, well done, mate. No, that's brilliant, fella. Um, yeah, 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 definitely, mate. Round of applause there. That's awesome. Um, uh, the best player there from, you know, in terms of what he did during his career is definitely Sherwood. Um, if you look at yeah, that, oh, yeah, Sherwood or Neil, league, wouldn't it? You wouldn't have, I mean, captain, captain as well, weren't he? So. Do you hear that story about, and I know it's totally off topic, but you hear that, well, it's probably Blackburn related, but you hear the story about they were actually after Zidane and then the chairman turned around and said, we don't need him, we've got Tim Sherwood. <laughs> I think I've heard that somewhere, you know, somewhere along Honestly, the line. Honestly, that's been going down ages ago. But he wasn't, the, obviously, the thing, he's not the Zidane. He was, like, late 90s, like, early 2000s. He was, like, literally the best player of his generation. But, um, you know, he was the unfinished article. And um, a bit like Cantona when he turned up, rocked up at Sheffield Wednesday, the trial of Sheffield Wednesday and Leeds. But... You know, you didn't realise what a great player he was, but yeah, he that was that. That's the tale. Apparently, they're Tim Sherwood, but they'll just say we 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 won the um we won the Premier League. I think it was the season after when I think Dalglish stepped back, and I still remember going to that that game as well. That two one um, when Phillips scored, and I was in the family stand at that game. Um, what a, what a fucking game that was! That was that they actually delayed the kickoff by fifteen minutes. Well, what's that? Was uh, no, it was the um, the league cup, mate. It was the league cup. Um, we beat Bournemouth. Um, no, we were uh, doing the away one at Bournemouth, and um, there was a pitch invasion, and Phillips got hit by a by a policeman and um, policeman because he thought he was a pitch invader. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, uh, it, uh, um, Dino, do you, or um, any of you guys, you know, who scored the winning uh, winning penalty in that game. <laughs> Keith Millen, <laughs> Rambo, no, Rambo. <laughs> Millen scored the winning penalty in that one. Yeah, Blackburn. It was um, I saw it. Pierce played the ball across. Phillips got it and flicked it past um, Flowers. And um, obviously, obviously, the magician was the first one to congratulate him. And um, we, we were close, but even even yeah, so even Ramage couldn't make us win that game, mate. You know, it's it was too it was way beyond him, mate. Um, but I tell you what, that was yeah, I, that was my my memory of that because you they had Shearer at that time as well, and Sutton was playing at the back, by the way, um, during that game for some reason. That was straight after yeah, yeah I yeah. think he was they were playing it was deploying him as a makeshift centre half um, for a couple of games in that season, which was weird because they finished sixth and then Shearer left. But I think that was the last in memory. I mean, what a team Blackburn had then. Um, mm. the Batties and all that lot because they're playing Champions League, weren't they? But hey-ho. Yeah, right. Predictions, boys. Um, Dino, mate, what do you reckon? Uh, I don't want to say, but I think it's going to be another bloody draw. I'm going for one all. I hope <laughs> I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm going for one all. Um, Go on, boys. Whoever's first, do you, uh, what do you reckon? Uh, three one. I got three one. Uh, Davis, Davis, Sal Pedro. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, everything about this says draw, doesn't it? Score draw. Um, I'm going to put my neck out on the line and say 2-1 Watford. So we're going to get this first win and we're going to go on a bit of a run. Beat the scummers around a few weeks' time. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Oh, I'm, I'm counting the days, mate. It's, it's you know, to that game. Oh, I can't wait. Um, one nil. Lee Kusak says to the audience, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going for the usual. I, yeah, it could easily be a one all. Um, but I'm all, I'm going for me boring to uh, me two one pitch predictor as always. Um, it works a bit, little bit better in the Championship than it does in the Premier League. So <laughs> <laughs> there's more chance of it happening in the Championship. So I'm definitely sticking to that every single game. Um, Premier League's going to be slightly different, I think, um, if we did go up. But um, yeah, it'd be nice seeing Ngakia playing if he does play um, right back anyway. But um, yeah, well, look, guys and girls, we'll be going in a minute. Thank you ever so much, every single uh, person um, who has uh, watched today. We will see you Wednesday night. Uh, the fans' verdict will get all your opinions of the fallout um, at Ewood Park, like I say, when we play Blackburn. So that'll be the uh, very next day, Wednesday night, uh, this Wednesday, 8pm. Um, right, go around the table, boys. Danny, any anything else, mate, to add? Nah, just obviously, you know, let's just hope for, like... Tom said, let's hopefully we can kickstart our way for him, go on a run, and let's see where it can take us. Up the yawns. <laughs> Tom? Yeah, we've got a bit of a run now between uh, between now and the uh, World Cup break. So I think that it's, it's going to be... It's going to be an odd time to, uh, to to put on a bit of a run, but hopefully we can get a few points and go into that that break with a, you know in a good position. But yeah, ho- hopefully just... Just in a way, win that that kickstart the season from here at least. Yeah, definitely, mate. And um, the golden just before we get on the Dino, um, golden pages uh, next edition um, is almost up and running, mate. Um, if anyone wants to um, obviously contribute, how do we um, how do we get on to um, trying to do that, mate? Yeah, so yeah, busy working on the next the next issue that will be out um, for I think was at the start of or first week of October. I'm not sure, maybe Swansea the home game. Um, but yeah, we've, we've still got we've had some some great contributions coming so far. Um, so yeah, there's there's space for for people if they want to have a few words, bit of a, you know uh, their their thoughts on the transfer window or the current um, you know the current situation, or if they've got a, a story from the past. Um, always welcoming contributors new and old uh, so get in touch i'm on um all the social media platforms um so just drop me a, a direct message or um or email me um watfordfanzine at gmail.com um but yeah the the deadline for for contributions i think is in about a week and a half so uh, yeah get in touch quickly if you want to write for it do you know mate anything no tom just said it pretty much i hope we get our first away win and kickstart kickstart it off basically that's it yeah definitely mate okay um boys and girls we will see it. just a big shout out to michelle mercer keith mercer's missus uh michelle just give um keith a big shout out for us um callie's on mixcloud um in about two minutes time so get over to mixcloud um very very shortly so we will uh see you um wednesday night come on your horns <laughs>